Wired access. Fly, fly. Yeah. Wired access. We'll do it live. Do it live. Anthony Rubeck. Anthony will attend the University of Nebraska Lincoln and major in journalism. Jackson Vetter. Jackson will attend the University of Nebraska Lincoln and major in business. 2022 graduations. Anthony L. Rubeck. Jackson Vetter. Wired Access. We'll do it live! Welcome, everybody. Join the Wired Access podcast from the Wired Training Center. You have Kendall Wickwire, the owner of Wired Training Center, Brian Southworth. Today, we are joined by 2022 Papillion La Vista Monarch graduates as of Sunday, Mother's Day. But they're also high school broadcasting state champions, Anthony Rubeck and Jackson Vetter. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Just moving along with life. Doing great. I mean, you've only been, you've graduated three days ago, man. What is, what is life in these past three days? At least let's start there. A lot of golf and baseball. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like where you're at. Go ahead. Yeah. It's been a little boring for me. You know, I've just been going on a couple runs. That's not boring, man. Come on, man. Does it relax you? Yeah. Yeah. And keeps you in the right state of mind, right? Yeah. It's nice going on runs. On your own will and not like track practices and stuff like that. All right. I always viewed running as more as a punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is how you punish your team. I I get it. I get it. And then when they mess up here, it's even more running. I get it. I've heard them upstairs running around, heard them down here running around. How do they feel? How do the boys feel when it comes to running? Well, you know, it's tough being as a business owner. You know, I mean, if you make them run, they're probably not going to be clients long. So I'm pretty nice here. (laughs) <laughs> on the field, though, it's a different story, you know. I mean, are are you a are you a, are you a big component? And maybe you guys could speak on it when it comes to go to the foul pole and back. Is that a bad thing? Is that a? It's not very far. Exactly yeah. right. We have to run like cross from foul pole to foul pole, the home plate to foul pole to triangles. Foul pole. Yes. Ooh, the oh, the triangles. That yeah. that's is that when it's in trouble or is that just to warm up? That's if we're not focusing or like if make mental errors that we shouldn't be like not hitting it, swinging on a hit and run. So Tri- triangles with two baseballs in your hands holding above your shoulders. Oh, jeez, That's where it's at. Have you done it? No, no. I've never either. I, this guy's talking crazy. Good luck, Gunner. Let us know how it goes, bud. Going to have big quads. <laughs> Anyways, I tell you, man, back when I went to school, which was forever ago, we had no options that I knew of for high school broadcasting as a event and as a state champion. Tell me about it, Anthony. What is broadcasting when it comes to a competition? Yeah, it's it's really like strange. Like I didn't even know that thing existed when I first got into high school, but uh basically for broadcasting, you get to make videos like throughout the year whether it's sports or news or features or even PSAs and they all get submitted to this state contest that the NSA has and they So do you submit them or does like your your teacher submit them? Uh our teacher submits them. So you don't even know what she submitted or do you? Uh we usually know like there's a lot of times like me and Jackson we've made a couple videos 
So uh, we kind of know which one is better than the other one. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like interviews. Like, I'll know if I need to keep it or get rid of it. I totally get it. Yeah. Jackson, what do you think you've gained from this experience of, I mean, you're a three-time. Let me say that again. Are, is it both of you or just one of you? I think he's four I'm time. a four-time. Yeah, he's four-time. Four-time and a three-time yeah. high school state champion. Beyond the game is all I'm going to say because I tell you, from what I hear, you two are one of the two best in the booth when it comes to Papillion La Vista and the media section. Talk about it a little bit, Jackson. You know, I mean, our names are, like, broadcasted, but it's definitely not just, like, us. I mean, we have so much help with, like, our teachers and, like, our, our friends, our, our classmates. I mean, it's we do, like, produce the product, but they give us, like, feedback and criticism and kind of tell us what we should change. So, I mean, it's great that our names are out there, but they should also be recognized, like, with our success. And when you talk about criticism, like... Give us a few examples. Like, is there any time that you've taken the criticism and was like, nah, I don't see it? Like, talk about, because you got to look at it both ways, yeah. right? There's some that you're going to take uh, and some that you got to go the other yeah. way. So some people are like, oh, these lines don't really flow together and we'll kind of like listen to it again, like rethink and like, okay, well, yeah, those don't sound good together. Or like, oh, maybe try this and we'll try their option. And if we like it more, we'll stick with it. I mean, it's kind of just, we guess and check with it. That's really what happened. And when you guys talk about being a part of the Papillion La Vista media, this is something that is really starting to take off in the school district. What does that mean to you, Anthony, to be a part of something that hasn't been around for the longest and most definitely is starting to gain? It's really cool, honestly. Like uh, media, just digital media as a whole, is really just kind of becoming even more and more present nowadays so it's really cool to just be a part of like kind of this movement that just keeps on going and it's gonna make more advancements in the future and I'm just happy to contribute to that now with you two when it comes to it I mean is there any decisions that you guys felt like you can be a big part of it that you guys have to help make whether it be the staff that's there whether it be uh who your partner is obviously I mean so like we could pick our own partners I mean we could like I made videos with, like, four different people. So, like, I mean, I wouldn't say there's, like, there should be new rules about it. I mean, we did kind of take advantage of one of these loopholes this year where I can, like, submit videos with different people in the same category. So I had, like, th three different placements in one category. So maybe change the rules in that way, but I don't really think, like, there's any way to change it. I mean, it's just, just it's competing with your products, so. And and when, you, when you're competing with product, is it just video and audio, or is it the production all in one? It's production, um, there's writing ones, there's like timed writing, like there, like live writing, there's uh, photography, graphics, uh, newspaper, like layout. So there's multiple different like events that you can qualify in. See, and obviously in this digital age, so when I went to high school, the only thing we had was called a career center, okay? What it was was that the old uh, TAC building is what they called it down in, uh, in North O., and uh, I got to do three classes. I got to do broadcasting. I got to do cable then I or cable broadcasting, internet and radio. So I got to do all the three things that I love to do nowadays. And it's kind of weird because I used to learn how to do HTML, which probably you guys are like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to work. You've heard of it, but you don't have to worry about it because every app does it for you. Do you feel like technology is is progressing at the right rate or do you feel like it's moving faster than some people can handle Anthony? I feel like it's a little bit of both. Like, it's definitely for some people it could move by a little too fast, and like you don't really know where to get started because it seems like every week or every month there's a new thing that pops up or a new thing that's like making advancements on. But 
that's also a plus because it just gives more people more opportunities to kind of just experiment on different stuff in media, and it's really cool, I think. So when you look at sports broadcasting, you look at a sport that you actually play, Jackson, you play baseball. How do you look at the game just a little bit different when you rewatch it? Do you look at it as a sportscaster as well and kind of think of how you do things, or are you just watching it for the sport? I mean, it's like kind of like watching from the bench. I mean, you're like seeing how like other people are playing the game, and everyone plays it way differently. So like you're seeing how some people react differently. Some people like when they strike out, what they do. I mean, it's kind of you're watching from the background instead of actually being the one to either strike out or like get a hit or something. So you kind of just like watching from a third person perspective, which is way different. So like when I watch baseball games, it's like. Oh, he like I would do this. Like I didn't do that, or I wouldn't have done that, but he did that. So I don't know. It's it's kind of like you just compare what you do versus what they do. And does it teach you and help you probably progress for your senior year? Oh yeah, definitely. And it also gave me a few like double celebrations and stuff, stuff to like kind of rep, uh, replicate. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, there's definitely like parts of the game where it's like, oh, I could definitely improve on that. Like there's other kids that are better than me at that. I should probably try like work on that. See, and what I used to do is I, I coach high school football, and that was one thing that I, I'm going to be honest, I can't watch football ever the same. I just can't. And I'm going to ask you, Brian, being, a, being an instructor and being a guy who loves baseball, can you watch it the same as if when you're a fan? No. No, I mean, you're constantly evaluating people, like, and how they move and how they hit. And, and especially your way, because you're probably like, man, if that dude would just make one half-inch Move this way. That's four more miles an hour. I'm not. I mean, well, I'm all throwing the time. Out there. It, it drives me nuts. Like, I try to like the higher levels of baseball. It's obviously easier, you know. But then you look at like these high school kids, and it's like, man, I would love like two weeks of their time. You know, like <laughs> give me two weeks, and I'll see what I can do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're like, it, it's. I think in two weeks, you can really determine no matter what you're, you're looking to do on whether this person's going to be committed enough to change because change is the biggest and hardest thing to do in, in this day and age. Definitely. And if you can't accept change, don't come training. No matter what sport, no matter the, the media, nothing. You, you have to be open to so many avenues and be able to change. One thing is hard for me is watching Husker football, I'm telling you, especially amongst Husker fans because I've been a Husker fan since all I can remember. But here's the thing. Now I look at it as of, I see why they did this play, or I see it why, you know why that play didn't work? Because so-and-so didn't do his blocking. You know what I'm saying? And I can't, everybody else is like, why do we do this? Why do, and it's like, man, just slow the game down just a little bit and, and go back to it. Anthony, when you were coming up and you were a Pulse Sports editor, what does that all entail? Uh, yeah, so basically I was like the head of the sports writing for the PL Pulse, which is our school's news website, and also the Scepter, which is our school's magazine. And that's basically just all the sports stories that I write and also just everyone on staff, they send it to me. I'll edit them. I'll leave comments, leave suggestions, and kind of just do the best I can to uh, help edit their story and make sure it's the best possible work they can be putting up. So when we look at the fact, I believe you ran cross country. Is that right? Yes, so that's, that's a right. sport, okay? That's a sport that takes a lot of time. And a lot of effort. How do you not only run the sport, train for the sport, but also do the media on the side for sports? How, tell about your experience. It's definitely a challenge. I mean, like for cross country, really, the season never stops. Like the summer, we have conditioning. Fall, we have the season. Uh, winter, we have more conditioning for track. And then track, 
is uh, in the spring. So it's really nonstop. Uh, it's a lot of running, a lot of miles. And Which one's your favorite, track or cross country? At first it was cross country just because I felt like kind of more like present in it. But the last couple of years for track, I've kind of made some strides and became a varsity runner for the 800. So that quickly became my favorite as I was like scoring points for teams at meets. So that was really fun. That, that's what I love about it is is the sport of cross country and track both are individual sports where you're constantly trying to beat yourself. If you're really looking to beat someone next to you, you're not doing good enough because you need to beat yourself first every time. Second of all, Brian, I'm going to ask you, have you ever thought of running cross country? Never. Okay, now <laughs> I want to tell you something, and I might be the worst dad ever, but one thing I did when the kids went to middle school, so I'm telling you because obviously Gunner still got – four years, but he's getting there quicker than you think. I always had him try something every little time that they had a break. Kendall did cross country because I didn't want him doing double football, right? All I had him do was just beat his time every time. Because you're running against, what, 400, 300, 200? I mean, there's so many people. If you're trying to beat the front person, you're not going to win. No. So one time I was like, hey, you beat your time by a minute. I promise you, I got you your gift. You know what he wanted? pack a, a box of baseball cards ain't nothing wrong with that man but he beat his time by then some and that's all I could ever do because he is not a cross-country runner but that sport has shown me how it can improve a kid mentally physically and know that when you play team sports all your life this is you and your sport and what you can do Jackson when it comes to baseball obviously I got my man here Brian what was some of the biggest lessons that you learned through your high school career that also helped you turn around and maybe use back in your media when you had to go back to that life? Um, definitely, like, there's always another chance. I mean, don't get stuck on, one like, one thing. I mean, one at-bat can – if you let one at-bat ruin your entire game, like, that's that's never good. Like, you should never let that happen. And I, as a freshman to now, I, like, I know the difference. I mean, as a freshman, I didn't know that, but now I know that. Like, if I struck out in the first inning, I'm like – I'm not going to let that ruin my at-bat in the third or fourth. So basically, like, don't let the past define what's happening in the moment now. I mean, it's just kind of having a short-term memory, not letting your emotions get too much of you. Yeah, now I could see that in media, too, because you're doing games, and and all of a sudden you might have made a mistake, some call, and you could either stick on it. And, and that's the problem is I'm a name person. And if I say your name wrong, man, or if your name is a little hard, I am so on my head every time. I want to say it's so right that I still try not to mess it up, and, it, and it's just not good. Brian, baseball life and media life. How do you think those two can go together in this day and age? Well, I think it, a lot of it depends on the industry, I guess. But, you know, I mean, from a, from a player development standpoint, I mean, the video and – it's, you know, I guess gathering the video and everything, these people are looking at video. They're doing a lot of other things like machine learning, evaluating their mechanics, how they're moving. I guess from a media standpoint, I mean, these clubs, these minor league ball clubs are putting out some fantastic content and promoting people and getting fans in the stands. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. Dude, I still, I, I don't know if you two have heard Savannah Bananas. I talk about it all the time. Never heard of it until we interviewed Cade, and it's like a constant watch. If you haven't seen it, Anthony, I'm telling you, you need to check it out. They are all about the show. Oh, definitely. And they are packing a stadium. 
I think the other day they had a guy on stilts batting. I couldn't believe it. And then they had one doing a splits. He was doing a splits, and so was the catcher. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm out. I'm out. Well, I mean, their model is really – a lot of people are trying to steal that model now. I mean, because they sell out every single game, right? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, like, minor league ballparks and independent ball that are trying to do – even, like, college – Summer League Balls is doing a lot of stuff with media and, and trying to get fans in the stands. Oh, man. I, I like that. I, I like how you can pull them in with, with the media and obviously hopefully talking about the media. What are you guys going to do in college? Anthony, what's your plans? Uh, I'm going to double major uh, at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in journalism and sports media and in, in communications. So, um, so possible future, Brian, just letting you know. <laughs> sports media. But yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be like my main focus. And um, I know there's Husker Vision at UNL that I might look uh, into applying to where they basically do all all the minor sports or like the sports that aren't going to be covered on uh, ESPN or like so maybe not the football games, but like soccer, uh, volleyball, baseball, hey, softball. Look at the women's side. Yeah. They have way They're, more winning. Yeah, than the men's side. Yeah, well, we're definitely. Uh, they're doing so much now, like school. in Nebraska and even like the smaller schools, like Creighton and UNO. I mean, they broadcast like every game. Like, well, and you you were a part of a big social media event. You want to talk to? I mean, maybe. It, I mean, these are the events that the the sports media gets to share with people. When it came to the playground at the softball, I don't know if you guys heard, but the the softball created a playground for kids and it, and it was dedicated to uh, his sister's um, child who passed away, unfortunately, but it's cool to see the schools give back media, make it so amazing, just the videos that they shared and everything that was behind it. You're like, this is what it's about getting the word out. Yeah, no, it's crazy how good they are at sharing a story in like two minutes. You know, I mean, me, I'm sitting here yeah. with my big fingers trying to type real quick to get something and I'm always late. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Like just the story they can portray and just what they can do in social media. I mean, they raised 75 grand, you know, with just pretty quickly oh, to, to build a playground and everything. And, um, you know, to share their story and, and get money for that. And, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of money there. They're still doing good things with, they fundraise each year. So, I mean, it's pretty I like that it's bigger than the game, and I like the fact that you're looking at the smaller. I mean, anybody would go, yes, be a part of the Husker vision, be a part of the Husker football team. But when you're saying the other sports, man, that hits a little more home to me because that's what I love. I mean, we interviewed a rugby guy, a powerlifting female, a wrestling female, you know, and we're going from sports that people don't really get to share their story and what it takes. Jackson, what are you looking to do in college? Uh, I'm going to be going to University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm going to be majoring in business administration, but I'm going to try to follow the creative path and try to film baseball, football, all the sports, volleyball, basketball, gymnastics, whatever they want me to film. I mean, just kind of covering everything and try to find a way to get at that as a full-time job after college. So if you're listening and you know some contacts down there, I got two guys here that probably already have contacts, right? You got contacts down there? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? A little bit? What do you think, like, social media and, and just media in general is going to do with, like, the NIL stuff? Jackson, well, what do you think about the NIL and it's social gonna, media? It's going to create some issues. I mean, as well, I mean, with people that are feeling for the team, and then you got people that are feeling for NIL, they're, they're not going to let them go together. They're going to really make it. Do you think you guys will get paid filming? 
at uh, the at the college level? Um, if you work for like a certain organization, like I know I applied for the Corn Crib, which is basically okay. covering media. They pay you an hourly wage. Awesome, that's good to hear. Anything that you know of when it comes to the NIL and not really. It's kind of still pretty fresh and you know pretty new. I I hope there will be opportunities where I'd be. Uh, doing what I love and just getting um, some money for it. But yeah, the hardest thing is what you love and and making it a career out of it or even making it to where you can live, you know, regular. You don't have to live lavish, but even just living regular is hard. But by the sounds of it, by doing cross country, which is a sport people don't like to do, you like to do things to keep yourself busy and keep moving. You should be able to do it. How has Unified Sports in the Papillion La Vista District help you guys not just in your own sports and and activities, but also even on the media side. I mean, covering that's one of the coolest things I think. Um, It's bigger than the game. I mean, it really is. It just shows the the raw emotion. I mean, they also do a really good job of playing with incorporating them in the middle of like everything. So like at track meets, they're going to have the unified in the middle of the events, not just the beginning. So they never can leave. Like they're in the middle, they're with us. I mean, they're playing the sport with us. And so just it shows it's a bigger than the game. I mean, people are there to support them too, not just be there to support them and no one else or support everyone else except them. So it's it's really great how they incorporate that in Papillion. And Anthony, what do you think about Unified Sports? How has that helped you guys? It's helped us a lot. I mean, both uh, Papio South and PLHS are both uh, certified Unified schools. So that's really cool. And uh, like Jackson was saying, with the track meets, it's really fun. It's just honestly great that they're involved in um, just some big, big time watch things like the Dennis Smith invite is the biggest track meet that we host. Um, it's just our home meet. It's broadcasted, uh, live and it's really cool that they they get the chance to be involved in it and they do the long jump 100, uh, four by one. So it's just, it's a, it's a really great. So if you look in your high school careers, okay, last four years of zoom by, is there any sports or activities, Anthony, that you wanted to do but you couldn't do because of your dedication to your sport that you play, running, and your sports media? Yeah, I could see that. Like, when I was going into uh, playing high school or going to high school playing sports there, I, w- I wasn't really thinking about cross-country and track. I was thinking more of, like, basketball because that's been the sport I've been playing my whole life. And uh, after doing cross country for the first season, I kind of I ended off on a really high note, and I really wanted to carry that momentum in the track season. So I figured, like, I was going to try out for the basketball team, but there was also winter conditioning for track that I felt like I could have benefited more in for the long run. So I decided to choose track over basketball and stick with that. And I'm. Looking back at it, it was a tough decision, but I think I made the right one because I've learned a lot about just running and, like, how to maintain a healthy diet and, like, maintain maintain a healthy exercise routine. That's going to carry me out way more than just high school and in the future. And how do you feel like that has also helped your mental toughness? It has helped a lot. I mean, with cross country, there would be days where I'm already having a bad day at school, like, I've had multiple tests. And, you know, I have hours of homework. I have to edit stories as a sports editor. But uh, I still have to go to cross-country practice after school, run five, six miles. And it's – they, they Hold definitely on. suck. You, you heard that, right, Brian? <laughs> not one, not two, 
Not three, but five, six, seven miles. Awful. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes a toll. <laughs> Man, Jackson, obviously all that I know of is baseball. Is there any other sports or activities that you wish you would have taken part back I, in high school? I played tennis, too, in the fall because I was recommended by one of our baseball coaches to, like, start playing tennis. It, it's basically, like, getting your feet to move, uh, work together with your hands and kind of, like, it is also exhausting. Not as exhausting as running, though. I mean... I still can't run that much, but uh, I'm I'm glad he brought that up. I was going to ask you if if you weren't going to go on it because it, tennis, I do see a lot more baseball players kind of going that route. What what do you think, Brian? How I mean, I, I think tennis is, is great. I mean, obviously there's there's a hand eye coordination part of it, you know, hitting it to a place. I mean, there's definitely a lot of crossover between tennis and baseball. I think you know one thing you mentioned before was you played golf. Right? Like, you golf a little bit, too. I think the biggest thing that we do wrong in the state is golf and baseball is in the spring. Yeah, they should move. Too. They should move golf to the fall. Yes. But here's what I'm going to ask. Yeah. How does that change your batting when you go from golf? Because I can tell you right now, you take junior up to top golf, boy, it takes about probably about one full game before he's in a golf swing because he was so much baseball. Yeah. Have you, I mean, have, do you have any experience or any players I've that you seen, can think yeah. of? I mean, I've golfed with a lot of baseball players. I mean, I know. The swing ain't pretty. No, I mean. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. <laughs> I know, I mean, the Nebraska ba- baseball team, for example, I mean, they all golf on Mondays. Well, maybe it's why they're not hitting that well right now. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I, I think uh, that can certainly be the case maybe for an amateur athlete, like, you know, like lower levels, and they're still, you know, acquiring a lot of skills. But. I think I don't think I think that's a cop out. There's no for there's the most part. It's not I mean, really a similar swing at all. If you look at it, it's no. That's different. the problem is is because you're so used to holding so tight. I can tell you the biggest thing that I've noticed, at least with my own son, is the grip. The yeah. grip is different as far as one, how tight you hold, uh. and 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 two. The biggest difference with golf and baseball, but I don't think it's the biggest difference is it's all in your movement more than it is the strength that you're trying to throw at it. Because if you do the right movement, I'm telling you in golf, I can hit a bomb without fully trying hard and it'll go far. But in baseball, I got to, I got to swing the bat pretty hard to make sure that I get it where I want it. What would you say about hitting speed? I I mean, I don't think you, I mean, if you're swinging in golf, like 90% to a hundred percent, I don't think there's a, a big difference. I mean, the, the precision, like those clubs are so good, right? Like if you hit it where it, like you're supposed My to. My kids good, get mad because I could take they, a pitching wedge and go 140 yards. They get mad. They yeah, get mad. I mean, I think, I don't think, I think people get too caught up in that. I don't think there's that big of a difference. Now, I think, I mean, my kid golfs all the time and, you know, he's really able to differentiate those swings. And I think, I think for like the person that golfs every once in a while that doesn't really have an idea what they're doing with a golf swing. I think those people can get in trouble. But I think if you're truly trying to learn two sports, it's it's two different swings. Yes, definitely. So being ba- with baseball and football, is there is there similar with that? A lot of people don't like the baseball player being a quarterback because of the throwing motion of a football. No, I think probably being a quarterback would probably help someone throw the baseball better. As a pitcher or just in general? In general. In general. Yeah. And I, I think those are, you know, some takeaways to go, you know, don't be afraid of the multi-options of sports, activities. Um, I mean, 
dare I ask, what what type of free time do you have during the week, Anthony, with all your activities and 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 trying to stay conditioned? Uh, it's not a lot of free time, you know, like just with um, writing and editing stuff like that. It's very it's very time consuming, but that's kind of the fun part of it because you know you're always on your toes. You know you you don't really have much time to relax, but when you do it, you kind of just you learn to value it and kind of just uh, invest that into like different things that can help improve you not only just at the moment, but for tomorrow and for you're running in the future or you're riding in the future and stuff like that. All right. So when it comes to your writing, Jackson, are you the full editor or do you count on other people to oh, dibble and dabble? Uh, I definitely count on other people like Anthony. I can't write. I'm really bad at writing. <laughs> I'm like really bad at writing. So I have Anthony like write the scripts and he'll talk or I'll talk, whatever. And I'll have whoever's like working with me to write the scripts. I'll do the video stuff because I cannot write. I'm just really bad at it. Yeah, you stick mostly with video, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And if I need writing, I'll have someone else do it for me. See, I like I like that. I, I'm a big, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I own a business. I've obviously done this stuff for a little bit. I'm a, I'm a believer in Grammarly. When, when you yes. don't know what you, yeah. you don't know, especially if you're, Writing social media stuff. I mean, I think Twitter's one of the hardest things because of the amount of letters you get when you're trying to explain something. But I get it. You got to keep it short and sweet. And when it comes to social media, guys, um, have you had it since you're a freshman? And yeah, what yeah. in all avenues? Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all of them. Uh, I kind of picked it up over high school. It's like when you start to know more people on more platforms, you kind of like start picking it up. Like I didn't pick up Twitter until I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. I Man, I didn't really. I had no use for it at the time. Anthony? Is that probably your biggest platform now? Yeah, yeah. I, I use it the most for. Like so most you regret things. probably not getting it sooner. I mean, I. I or do I you think it, it hit? I right. just, I just didn't use it. I, I mean, I didn't utilize what it was there. I mean, I know Anthony knows that. Like, you don't yeah. utilize it like following news and stuff. You, I didn't use it as, utilize it as a freshman, but now I do. Anthony, what's your favorite uh, social media? Uh, probably Twitter, just because it's honest. It's where I get not most of my news from, but it's a great news source just in self like snapchat and instagram they're fun you can post stuff on there you can promote your works on it but you can't really get really much out of it or i feel like with twitter you can uh find links to just stories or videos and just from more professional sources like from uh writers for lincoln journal star or omaha world herald so that's really cool so my biggest thing on social media wrong writer and different our kids have not had it as far as like Twitter, Facebook, and all that until they graduate, only because of the amount of stress that some of those social media can bring. Um, and especially in this day and age, um, it hit hard on your baseball team, you know, yeah. where sometimes not everybody can accept what is around them, um, especially when you're trying to do a perfection sport mm. or you want to be perfection. And, uh, you know, one of the hardest things that, that is hard for a dad and a father is to go. If, if my kids don't have Twitter, they don't get the updates from the school because that's how coaches communicate. Now they, they don't, yeah. they don't know how to talk sometimes. And I think that pulls back from relationships a little more than anything else, because it, you're behind a computer. You, you don't have to make a conversation with it, someone. It depends how you use it. I mean, yeah. you can definitely, like, you have to have it in moderation. I mean, if you're only contacting th people through social media and, like, you're only talking to people through social media, like, that's not good. But it's definitely, like, like I think if you're able to talk to people in person and you're still trying to, like, gain info that, like, you're not going to find out talking to someone over Twitter, I think it's really beneficial to, like, have social media in that sense. But it's all in moderation. I mean, you can take it way too far, too. Brian, what's your thoughts of uh, social media and, 
in high school or even young kids. Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen uh, middle schoolers. I've seen sixth, fifth graders. Yeah. Wow, I've seen younger than that. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure. It, you know, it, I see a lot of pe- parents making their kids accounts yeah. right now. Um, like, What's your thoughts for Gunner? When When is Gunner going to get that? I mean, he might as well have the Twitter page because he might as well have, I mean, he's got to have something right now. I think, man, this is a tough question because it's absolutely a balance, right? Like, And I think the NIL affects this as well, right? I mean, because let's just say he turns out to be a good athlete or something. You know, I um, when he goes to college and, and they're talking like NIL deals, I mean, your influence, like how many people like follow you and, and interact with you, all that stuff's matter. So, you know, if you, if you let a kid start too late, they're not going to have the followers. They're not going to have the followers. Right. And, and also there's a lot of hype generated between like seventh, eighth grade. And like these coaches will go look at a history of the player's Twitter to see how they're like long-term. So I think, you know, from like, if you're using Twitter to get in front of people and, and for recruiting, like, you probably got to start pretty young. Yeah. yeah um, you know, but with that, it also comes a lot of hate, you know, and, and I think it, then it really depends on the kid. I know like Gunner could probably handle a little bit more um, in that regard than my other kid, you know, like yeah. just thinking like, so then I think it kind of depends on the kid and, and how much, you know, can they handle like burner Twitter accounts, like telling them they're bad at life. Or something, you yeah, know. Yeah, that, that's. I think that that's a tough part that probably depends on the kid a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, you don't want to. Someday that's going to happen to them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. Like regardless. Yeah. So, do you expose that to them early when you can mentor them and how and to talk about it, it and talk about it, how to handle it, or do you not like let them in college figure it out like when they're out of your control and. Yeah. And then do that. I don't know. The only thing that I, I took from it was it's nice because when we went to college visits and obviously you two have had a couple possibly, or maybe you knew exactly where you're going and didn't have any. Um, the first thing that the people that take you around a tour is goes, don't worry. You're looking for your roommate. You could just look on them at all their Twitter, their Instagram and everything. So the bonus with my oldest and obviously she's graduating this year, this next year is she has a story to tell. She didn't have any posts that anybody could go back if you're looking to be her roommate and go back and go, I'm kind of against what she posted. And I think that's kind of, like you said, where your control and, and a parent is how much detail and how big do you go. When, it, when you guys look at your parents, how much interaction do you think it, your parents have, Anthony, when it comes to your social media? I think my mom has a really big one, like big reaction to it, like – for the longest time, she was kind of scared for me to go on uh, accounts like Twitter and like Instagram and stuff like that because of the negativity that um, it could uh, happen there. So when she finally let me do it, she kind of like held my hand through it. And like I, I started in like middle school, but like she was always there for me and like didn't want me to see any any uh, negative comments or stuff like that. But uh, I think that's helped me like kind of. Uh, like be able to filter it a little better yeah, and be yeah. able to kind of search through of what, cause obviously yeah. ads come up all the time. Like if, if your phone hears something someone else might've said, it's going to pull up something yeah, with it. Yeah. it. I mean, it, it picks up what I'm thinking sometimes. It's <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Have you guys been attacked on social media or criticized? Like, you know, regarding what you've done with like broadcasting. Yeah. Um, 
there's always going to be haters out there. And that happens in person, too. I mean, there's some people that they're in a group of people, like in a student section, they're going to start saying stuff to you. I mean, it just happens. I mean, it's it's something like as a young me, I would probably take it personally. But like now it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I've heard it before. So motivation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what you should take. You know, you're not going to please everybody. That's mm-hmm. the that's the number one thing is like people are like when you DJ. How do you know if you're doing good or not when you got people that some that don't like it, some that do? And I go, if I can change who is dancing this song and change who's dancing next song, I've done something right. Because I don't want someone consistently, they're not going to sit out there for five songs and dance. Yeah. And even at like the school events, because I would do the some games and stuff, I'm not always playing the hits because you have other people. You have adults. You're trying to keep the whole atmosphere to be a friendly atmosphere for everybody where it's not like oh it's just consistently this consistent that and when you look at the social media and and obviously the media that you guys have done what's what's probably your favorite thing of uh the whole experiment there anthony it's just really cool seeing how like your work our videos could be seen by anyone really like just for like our psa that we did like it was just it was a really it was pretty dumb. Like it wasn't dumb like in a like stupid way. It was just dumb in like a playful way. Like our school, our bathroom situation. Like people are stealing soap dispensers, stuff like that. So we kind of just made a minute long PSA telling people not to do it. And it was really cool because it got traction from like not just people in the school, but like families outside it. And like because I was in it, people like see me, see me, and they'd be like, "Hey, you're from that bathroom video." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> and I think the best part is like. And even with this, if you know, our mission is hoping to get back to one kid, one parent. And I'm not even. I don't need a mu a million listens. If I can reach one parent, one kid with a little information of the experiences that you guys have had, or any of our uh, interviews have had through through their scenarios, and maybe you can go, man, I I know how I felt in that moment. Jackson, what's the biggest takeaway that you could take from your broadcasting part? Um. There's, I mean, there's always an emotion to portray. So, like, I, like, the unified games are perfect. I mean, those, I just portray emotions in that. And so, I think when I, like, post on social media, I'm trying to portray emotions. And so, when I'm able to, like, portray emotions, it, it, and, like, people start telling me how, how it made him feel so good or, like, made him, like, cry because it's, like, it's a very emotional scene. I mean, those types of videos are, like, what I try to portray and, like, try to make. And so, like, I'm not going to always cover all the sports, and I, I get backlash for that. But it's also, like, I'm trying to cover sports that are really emotional and kind of mean a lot. And so, like, championship games, like, teams that lose. I mean, there's kids crying. I mean, there's kids that are happy, and there's kids that are crying. There's both sides of the equation. So, I mean, I definitely just like to portray emotions off of social media, like, with my videos. If you could think of an emotional portrayal there, Anthony, what, what do you think your number one memory is for the past four years? Um, just the people I've met along the way and, like, the relationships I've built. Like, obviously, like, me and Jackson, we didn't really even know each other when before last year in journalism when uh, Mr. Rohatchik, our teacher, put us You together. know why, right? He doesn't like to run, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, yeah. yeah, we're in the same class. That dude over there, he runs. I don't. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But it's just cool because you make these connections. You make these relationships where – you want to see other people succeed, honestly, more than you. Like, this past year in my uh, journalism class, there was this sophomore named Avery Delwich, and she was, like, she uh, she was a sports writer, so I've kind of, like, 
had her under my wing, kind of just feeding her, kind of like teaching her the lessons of sports writing and stuff like that. And she just has been an excellent student. She has asked questions. She has uh, took criticism I've had of her work and have helped make that make her work better. And it was really cool because in the state contest, she ended up winning the state championship in newspaper uh, feature writing. So that was just really, really awesome. That's icing on the cake. Yeah. Like, like it's it's those moments when, I mean, Brian, you could speak of this. I mean, you got athletes in all different areas. And you could talk about it. You could be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, so-and-so. But the best part is when you get to just soak it in. Like, I mean, you've gotten to travel to see some and – and seeing it and seeing where they're going, like, how can you relate to some moment like that, like Anthony, where not only did you get to teach him, but you get to see him shine, and, it, and nothing has your name on it. It doesn't have Anthony. It didn't say so-and-so with Anthony as the helper, you know? Yeah. She did it all herself. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better, you know, going to watch one of your guys and, and have success at, at high levels of baseball. I mean, Are you the type, cool. though, that will, like – have you ever surprised someone where they don't even know and you don't see them until the end of the game or not yet? No, usually I'm hitting them up for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, it's been a while since I've had to pay for a, a ticket. Okay. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't even frown on that, I mean, man. you know, I mean, they know. It, even the price and time, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Too bad you didn't have, like, a connection inside of someone. I don't know. Like, to me, I think sometimes – being able to see it without them knowing adds a little bit more flavor to it and a little more flair where you're like, man, that that's that's the production. It's what I've what I've worked hard for who I am. Yeah. What do you think is one of your number one? Obviously the unified sports is one big one. Is there anything on the field that you can remember? Whether it's someone like you said, last pitch and it's someone uh, there was a so there was a basketball game. It was a district championship, and we were playing Millard South in basketball. And I remember I knew, like, the seniors pretty well. I mean, I wasn't, like, best friends with them, but I knew them. And um, the game came down to the last shot, and our a kid on our a senior at our school missed the shot. And it was, like, super emotional. I mean, everyone started crying, like, and that type of stuff. Like, it was sad, but it was, like, it's, it's sports. I mean, Now, were you guys on the video at that time, or? I, I, I made a video out of it, yeah. I was recording it, and it was just – it was really hard to watch, like, my friends and my, like – people that I lift weights with and stuff, just like feeling that emotion because I mean, that's, that's sports. It's either you win or you lose. And like that lose or that loss right there was really emotional. So I think that game was super memorable. Just watching everyone in the gym kind of just fall apart from one, one shot. Well, I would stay focused with all that. That's too. what I'm I mean, saying. Like for like me, tough, for me, the recording you know? part, that's what I was going to go yeah. to is like, how do you know when to have what you have ready? Uh, I make like a, a preparation list in my head before events. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to record like locker room shots, walk-up shots, uh, pregame, then the game footage. And then after the game, if they lose, I'm going to be filming them kind of like hugging each other. I mean, just basking in the emotions. And then if they win, I'm going to be obviously filming with a trophy and stuff. So I basically just kind of like prepare myself in my head. Like, what am I going to film? And so that's a, I just keep on track with that. You just run around with your phone or what do you record most of your stuff? with? Uh, I have a camera. I have camera. like a Sony seven three. Yeah. And I just record everything with that. Dude, he didn't just say Sony. He gave a, the, the exact, I can't even some say, hardware. Yeah. 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 Anthony, when it comes to doing your media, cause I believe you do the talking as well for some of the games. What, like, how do you prepare yourself for those? Is there any, what's the preparation take for that? Cause I could tell you, I've done some baseball of some players that I have no idea. And it was eye-opening, and that's all I'm going to say. It was fun. It is a lot of fun. But it's eye-opening if you don't have the research. 
Yeah, it's really fun. Like, it's hard. It's hard to, like, kind of, like, grasp it all. But, honestly, I go in just trying to, like, tell a story with it. Or, like, as as the game goes on, if I'm calling it or something like that, or as the story progresses, like, I got to, like, make the viewer kind of feel involved with it. And, like, there's, like, just – I take inspiration from, like uh, – uh, professionals like Gus Johnson, he does calls for college football, NFL, NBA. Like he does, he was doing an NBA call a couple weeks ago, and then it's like it was straight out of a timeout, you know, straight out of commercial break. And he just recaps it perfectly, like to the viewer, like like plants them right into the moment, gets them completely invested, even if they weren't even paying attention to the game. And I kind of just tried my best to kind of mimic that and kind of incorporate that into my own. Well, fellas, I greatly appreciate you sharing your story. I'm going to get you out of here on this one. Anthony Rubeck, what is your final goal with everything that you're going for? I'm hoping to just make it to a big-time news outlet, whether that's ESPN or Fox Sports. I, I want to continue sports media uh, and make it a career. That would be the best-case scenario for me because it's something I have really loved and grown to love throughout these past four years, and I'm really hoping to continue that. Awesome. And hopefully we get to hear about it. Jackson, how about yourself? Um, Like my big, big-time goal, it's definitely probably like to film the Super Bowl or like the college football, like national championships. I mean, and that takes like I really want to film like just college sports or pro sports as a job. Like I just want to have that as a full-time job, traveling with the team. I mean, I want to travel with sports teams. I think that would be just super fun. Well, hopefully you can find a way in to get on this uh, College World Series as a starting point. I mean, I mean, hopefully I could. (laughs) Just start going to some of those baseball fields. I mean, you know, Brian might have the one-on-one on on where people are at, but, you know, go to some of those. Talk it up. Keep keep that camera rolling. (laughs) Well, once again, for Kendall Wickwire, Brian Southworth, we appreciate you guys listening to Wired Access Podcast. Remember, if you got a family member or if you have a son, daughter that needs a little more besides sports, there are activities out there for you that can help you with your future. Thank you again, everyone. We'll see you.